Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. There's nothing quite like freshly picked fruit from the garden, and I'm always keen to stay on top of the latest developments in the fruit-growing world. Later, I'll be joined by Ming Yang from Pomona Fruits, RHS award winners and garden fruit specialists, to discuss new varieties, including the Eden apple. My thanks... To Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. The soil begins to get quite wet in my garden now, but I did manage last weekend to get the front lawn mown. You know, the grass is pretty lush, but uh, swept very early just to knock the dew off, uh, and with uh, quite a drying breeze, it allowed me to cut the top off with the hover mower. Not perfect, I'm afraid. It, you know, the lawn looked a bit messy afterwards, but at least it's been done. And then, of course, there was a heavy shower, so I didn't get the back lawn done. But if you don't sneak out and get grass cut when it's growing so strongly, it can be really difficult come the spring. You know, as always, weather critical to us gardeners. There's still a lot of talk about uh, glyphosate and whether we should or shouldn't use uh, this very good herbicide. At the British Crop Protection Council Congress, uh, Ludovic Bonin from Arvalis uh, delivered a clear message uh, on the French glyphosate position uh, because they're going to ban it by 2020. And he emphasised that uh, this herbicide is an essential tool for facilitating crop rotation. Alternatives are both ineffective and unworkable in his view. And he forecasts that the French ban will cost their economy a billion euros and drive a big surge in CO2 emissions. You know, if we can't use glyphosate to control weeds... Uh, in some agricultural and horticultural crops, well, then it will mean mechanical hoeing and, of course, the burning of fossil fuels. Uh, I don't really understand all the furora. I mean, we've used this for 20 years, and uh, if people follow the instructions, once it hits the soil, it's locked up, and, and I really can't see where the fear and worry is. Four more of the Wyvale Garden Centres have sold. The one at uh, Hereford, Wellington, has gone to English Salvage Limited. They're specialists in uh, antique statuary and stuff. Uh, and uh, they're going to sort of combine their statuary business with the garden centre. So that will give uh, another string to that garden centre's bow. And the Salisbury-based In Excess UK Limited with 30 years' experience, with uh, five outlets, are buying Wyvale West Parley, that's near Ferndown, 
uh, Fair Oak at Eastleigh and Landford at Southampton, all down there in Hampshire. The old company, you know, the five outlets were doing a turnover of 10.63 million, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with their new acquisitions. They trade in deeply discounted lines, including such national brands as Charles Bentley, the tool manufacturer, miracle Grow, Erin, Vitax and Westland. Uh, they could shake up the retail business down in Hampshire from the sound of that lot. And, and continuing with the sort of trade reports, Garden Trade News on their bestsellers list say that uh, the garden centres are lagging behind 2016 and 2017 by about 11%. But, of course, they've got four more weeks to Christmas, and that could change things. Houseplant sales uh, for the last week in November were up by 4%, with sales of poinsettias and helibores up 50%. So uh, it looks as if people are still in a plant-buying mood, and with the hellebores, of course, the hellebores niger, Christmas rose, that would uh, not really flower when we were growing them from seed some years ago until January or February. But the modern cultivars are just full of flower in December and make uh, great Christmas presents as well as garden plants. Now, on advice, no more delay after that frost last week, blackened all the foliage on frost-tender begonias and dahlias, you know, the tubers need lifting from compost and soil and dried as quick as you can. Once they're dry, then there's much less chance of them rotting. And the same goes for gladiolus. Lift them, cut all but two inches off the stem and bring them into the warm. Once their outer skins are papery dry, just snap off the stump of stem, screw off the old corn from the base Dry them again so they're really nice and dry. And keep the uh, little ones, what we call spawn. They'll be sort of garden pea size. If when you plant next year the new corms, you just sprinkle some of that spawn in amongst them, after two years or so, that spawn will get big enough to start flowering and will increase your stock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our guest this week is Ming Yang from Pomona Fruits. Now, Ming, you've been involved with uh, fruit growing for some years now. Yes, yes, 20, 30 years now. 
And do you have any specific likes or dislikes when it comes to fruit, or are you just interested in everything? Well, just just have a really good interest on growing all sorts of fruits, uh, fruits suitable for growing in this country in normal domestic situations. And so always excited about the new varieties and new type of fruits uh, become available. Because I'm particularly interested in the apple Eden. Yes. It's amazing that that name wasn't used before, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it's a wonderful name, you know, used for all sorts of projects, etc. But the first time appeared as a uh, cultivar name for this new apple. Normal apples, if you prepare fruit salad, you cut it open sort of within a few minutes, the surface will turn brown there. So normally what people do is, is sort of squeeze, drop lemon or something to prevent that from uh, turning brown. But this new variety, Eden, he's got a natural trait, you know, and when you cut it open, brilliant white flesh, and it stays that fresh white color for hours and hours. The apple, September, October, then you can store it right until February, March, really good storage life. So you see this as a really good garden introduction, you know, dual purpose, long season. Uh, and is it fairly easy to grow? It is. The growing pretty much the same as any other apple. You can grow in them in different forms, shapes. And we use M26 rootstock, therefore, you know, suitable for small garden situation. Yeah, the, I mean, the M26 is is a very useful rootstock, isn't it, for, very, for our shrinking very, gardens? Very versatile, not so fussy about soil, and so give, give reasonable vigour, but not producing a tree too big for a small garden situation. Yeah. Now, on the same page in your catalogue uh, with uh, Eden is the rarest apple in the world. Now, <laughs> that's quite a statement, isn't it? And what's the story behind that? Yes, the variety was found by people on the Basi Islands, just off the Wales coast. And, you know, it's very people just, you know, picking the wild fruit. And they say, oh, this is a wonderful variety. They send the fruit to the National Trust and try to get it identified. It turned out, no, they didn't have any variety in the national apple collections. So it's been named where, where the place was found and the variety being propagated and made available to, to home gardeners. And it's particularly good for cooking, I think. It is, it is. And it's got very good disease resistance as well because this has been growing on the islands. Normally, whenever we thought about the whales or that part of the country, you always worry about the disease on apples, but the variety is very free from that. Yes, it's the high rainfall, isn't it, as you go yes, west yes, and you yes. have problems with scab, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Ming, uh, sitting where you are, trading with all of these different fruits, if we stay with apples just a little longer... Um, what would you recommend as a good basic cultivars for most homeowners? I mean, if you're going to choose two or three apples, 
uh, from your sort of sales figures and your own experience, what would you choose? There are so many varieties to choose from. Different people like different things. Some people say, oh, I just like red apple. And we've got a wonderful variety called the scrumptious. Um, oh, now I'm all for that. That's a lovely apple, that is. Yes, yeah. wonderful name. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's lovely to eat too, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you want something, you can store well and... Uh, traditional English apple. There's a variety called the Christmas Pippin. It's a Cox type apple. Uh, much easier to grow than Cox because it doesn't have the, the disease prone feature like a Cox. Uh, so it's a huge advantage for home grower. Well now can we do the same and, and take things a little wider? I mean on, on pears for example, what mm. would your recommendation be then with pears? Pear trees, normally, if people just want to grow a small tree, uh, concords is uh, the, the top choice. Uh, but there are other self-fertile variety available. There's a variety called uh, Invincible. Uh, this variety does have a very long flowering period. So normally, pear flowers early. If you get hit by the late frost, that year's crop could suffer. But with this variety, because it flowers over a longer period, it can easily escape the, the short spell of frost damage and uh, you still get crop on them. You know, I don't know Invincible at all. Certainly haven't grown it. Yes. Uh, yeah, did that come a, from France? It's a French variety, yes. Uh, it's dual-purpose pear. Uh, it's quite a nice... Uh, Plumpy pear, compared with Conference or Concord, a very slim pear. It's very, very good flavour. And I see from your catalogue it, it's both um, dessert and culinary purposes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, and also it's self-fertile. Yeah. Very popular, very popular seller with our customer. Very short flowering period and, yes, it's very difficult to grow for, you know, unless you've got ideal conditions and the situation... Yeah, looks as if I might have to give Invincible a try. Uh, and one of the things I quite like to do, where I've got one tree and I have a smallish tree of conference, is in March, April to graft another one on. Uh, do you do sort of family trees with more than one variety on a, on a trunk? We do do family trees, uh, apple and a pear, uh, small collection of them, uh, so the typical variety we use is uh, the Williams, Camise and the Concord that is available for this season. And for the average small garden, if, if you can keep those three in balance on the one trunk, it's a sensible way, isn't it, to have uh, different varieties, different seasons on the one tree? Absolutely. Uh, as you just mentioned, keeping tree in balance... The, can be challenging sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're not careful, the strong one gets away, and the others tend to fade yeah, over the years. Yeah, to fade away. Yeah. yeah. Well, then take us on to cherries because quite a bit's happening in the cherry world, isn't it? Absolutely, there are always a new variety become available. Uh, uh, customers nowadays like when they go to the supermarket when they buy. The, 
nice black cherry, and they said, oh, yes, fancy grow some of those in my garden. There are varieties uh, in our range. We've got uh, Penny and Accordia, both produce a very sweet black cherry. Accordia is self-fertile, but Penny will require a pollinator. And that Cordia, uh, that's spelled K-O-R-D-I-A. A-O-R-D-I-A. Yeah. And what sort of size are, are these cherry trees likely to grow? The cherry tree, we use uh, cocktail stock, so that will give a tree size uh, up to 12 to 15 feet. Sometimes it may be too big for small garden situation, but uh, there are horticultural technique you can use to get the tree size down by growing an open centered tree or fastening the branches that way the tree won't grow upwards and also that way they will come into fruition much early yes i think you need to explain that term festooned festooned yes Fastoon means just bending the branch down. Uh, commercial grower, they tend to just use wire, cables, tie the tip of the long branch, bend them below horizontal level. In home situation, what you can do is uh, use a small bag of uh, small poly bag with some uh, garden compost. Then you tie onto the end of the long branch. That simply just weigh down the branch. Because the branch goes horizontal or below horizontal level, and they produce less vegetative growth and improve the flower bud formation. Now, that's a very clever idea. So you've just got a polythene bag with something heavy in it. I mean, you could even use a few pebbles, couldn't you? And you tie that on the tip, and then the weight brings it over almost like a boy making a bow and arrow. (laughs) It takes it over in a semicircle. Yeah. And then it flowers all the way along that stem? That, that's true, yeah. Yeah. What do you do with it long term? I mean, do you leave it just in that position and if another strong branch grows from it, you festoon that in the same way? The cherry trees, they do produce the flowers on spurs. So once that branch becomes a, a form a cluster of flower buds, they will fruit on that branches for a long time. Well, now, if we move away from tree fruits, another great specialism of Pomona are strawberries. And and there again, uh, the speed of change in the cultivars listed is is just unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely. A few years ago, all we know is El Santa, El Santa, El Santa. (laughs) But now, every year you go to the supermarket, you say, that's new, that's new, don't don't remember seeing that variety names being mentioned before. Just so many new varieties coming to market and uh, available for home gardener to grow. Well, I think it was 2013 when we introduced Morling Centenary at the Chelsea Flower Show and had some fruit there for people to taste, and that was very popular. And what about Vibrant? I mean, I'm looking for varieties that, if they crop well in the summer also give us a second dose. And Vibrant will do that, won't it, if you, if you sort of get it to flower and fruit fairly early? Yes, it's a natural season. It's early summer, so in South England, that will give you crop sort of the late May, June time and feed it well. 
uh, it will produce a small amount of secondary flowers, so you get a double crop on them. Yeah, and what is the most popular? I mean, do people still go for El Santa and Cambridge favourite? I mean, I wouldn't give them house room in my garden, but I <laughs> <laughs> Well, we still sell a good quantity of older variety. You mentioned Cambridge favourites. In fact, a lot of people are still going for Royal Sovereign. That's over 100 years old. Well, you know, I don't believe that the Royal Sovereign we grow now is the variety that was grown all those years ago. When, I, when I've tasted them recently, they don't taste as I remember them from the 50s, but perhaps that's my taste rather than... Uh, the variety changing. I think yeah, a lot of people have that comment. Yes, yeah, the fruit never tastes the same as the childhood, you know, taste. I think our tastes change over the years, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> I think they do. And one of the problems is that if you grow at home uh, a variety like Morling Centenary and you grow it well, the taste of that is so nice that, that when you then get exposed to an ordinary supermarket El Santa or something, I mean, it just tastes terrible by comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's why people sort of uh, come to us, buy a few, few plants to start off with, and they say, no, don't want to buy supermarket fruits anymore. I want to grow my own, have more range and more varieties. And that's the way it goes. And how popular, could I ask, is a fairly recent variety, Buddy, in strawberries? Buddy variety was introduced uh, a few years ago and because it registered one of the highest bricks level uh, in strawberry uh, and also it's a perpetual fruiting type and uh, fruits over a longer period. It's very popular with our customer. If there are listeners out there who are thinking uh, of growing a bit of a soft fruit or top fruit, uh, are you available by phone for people to uh, call in and get advice? Yes, uh, we open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we're always on the phone, very happy to answer any questions. So if anybody has any questions regarding fruit growing, want recommendations, uh, just give us a call. And that's on... Um, O one two double five double four zero four one zero. That's it. And, yeah. and you've got a website too. We've got a very comprehensive website, and it's recently been updated, brand new version. So plenty of information there if you happy to browse around. www.pomonafruits.co.uk. Ming, thank you very much for your time today. It's very useful to have uh, all those years of experience that you and Claire and other colleagues have just on the end of the phone. You're most welcome. Today's thought comes from Irish dramatist Sean O'Casey, who said, When one has reached 81... One likes to sit back and let the world turn by itself without trying to turn it. I'm not sure about that. I keep getting the feeling it'd be nice to sit back but find our modern helter-skelter world keeps pushing me on, leave alone me pushing the world on. Thanks again to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden, 
We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.